Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 392, covering Saints of Imperfection. Hi, friends. We're back. It's, 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 this, it's this one. Uh-huh. It's Saints of Imperfection. I assume the imperfection refers to the episode. <laughs> what what would what do you think like before we get into the the meat of all this? What uh-huh. do you think Saints of Imperfection refers to? I have like no it, idea. This title is baffling to me. Like I think I think it means section 31. That I guess it's it's not a good, you know, label, but no. it, of all the things in this, it makes the most sense. I guess, but like, man, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing. Would you say this is a worse title than some of the really bad ones in season one, like uh, Into the Forest I Go? Into the or Forest Magic I Go. Make, Magic to make the sanest man go mad. Magic to make the sanest man go mad's been growing on me, but uh, see this passum parabellum sucks. Yeah. The butcher's knife cares not for the lamb's oh, cry. Oh, I forgot sucks. about the butcher's knife cares not for the lamb's cry. Right. Okay, but would you say those are better or worse than Saints of Imperfection? I mean, I understand. Well, not see this passum parabellum. I don't know mm. what the fuck that means, but like the butcher's knife cares not for the lamb's cry. At least is some Lorca bullshit. Like, oh, I'll, I'll, I get it. Yeah. Saints of Imperfection sounds like a band that opened for Alice in Chains in 1994. Yeah. Yeah, and their their logo is real jaggedy, mm-hmm. and probably their lead singer is dead from heroin now. Yep. Now, if it was Saints Row of Imperfection, that would be amazing. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. But Saints Row is perfect, so that doesn't make any sense. Yep. Uh, Saints Row so, is perfect. <laughs> what's that? Saints Row is perfect. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. Uh so our 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 overall impressions. That's that's generally how we've been doing this before we get into the meat of it mm-hmm. uh, what, what what would you say okay so once again discovery continues its ongoing search for St- spock because i guess we're just gonna keep teasing him out until the very last episode of the season so they finally finally catch up to his shuttle blow it out of the sky crack it open and guess what it's emperor Giorgio again decked out in the finest baroness cosplay i've ever seen Seriously, George, just buy a big sign that says, I am evil, and staple it to your forehead. It'll take way less time to get dressed in the morning. So Pike spends some time talking to his old friend, Philippa, and notices that there's something off about her. Mostly that Michael keeps waving a phaser at her. Then the good ship, Section 31 ship, arrives with Vinnie Jones from a couple episodes back, demanding that Agent Giorgio be returned to them under penalty of torture. And then Lieutenant Ash Tyler shows up for Michael to pine over and Pike to hate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm liking this Pike guy more and more. Meanwhile, Stamets is trying to find Tilly after May whisked her away in a sleeping bag designed by H.R. Giger to the Mushroom Kingdom, and he and Mike realize that they can use the spore drive to save Tilly. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Tilly and May are both in the Mushroom Kingdom, hunting for an evil monster. Stay frosty, says Tilly, grabbing a phaser rifle off of a rack but before adorably falling down. <laughs> Michael and Paul arrive in the Mycelial Network version of Discovery, which looks exactly like Silent Hill, to look for Tilly as quickly as possible before Discovery is eaten alive by spores or something. What this means is that Discovery looks like it's stuck in the ocean, which looks cool, but don't be fooled, it's very stupid. 
Mike and Paul find Tilly and try to rescue her, but Tilly's gone all Stockholm on May, so they all arm up and hunt the monster, who turns out to be Dr. Hugh Culber, who has been stranded here since Komoto's Stamets kissed him back to life when he died the first time, and if you think none of that makes sense and also is dumb, you are correct. You win a prize. So they all head back to Disco, but Culber can't cross the barrier between life and death because he's made out of mushrooms. So they shove his busted ass in the H.R. Giger sleeping bag, and it turns out that he's fine. So Tilly and May resolve to remain friends, despite, despite May becoming a literal kidnapping monster. And the day is temporarily saved, until it is ine inevitably turns out that Culber is actually evil Stamets, or possibly Lorca hiding in the Mycelia network, waiting to come back and be evil again. Over on the Section 31 ship, Admiral Cornwell shows up to tell Pike that he and Vinnie Jones are going to be working together now, even though Pike plays by the rules and Vinnie Jones is a loose cannon. Also, I guess he's going to be sticking around for a while, so I should probably just stop calling him Vinnie Jones. Especially bag... since I don't know who that is. And then Bag Salad officially rejoins the crew, so that's great fucking news. And then Giorgio calls up Michael so they can clench their fists at one another. The end! I very much approve of you calling her George. <laughs> That's good. My friend George over here. Michael! Yeah. I, They're doing it again, Michael! <laughs> Maybe in charge of Section 31, Michael! <laughs> Uncle Leo? You wanted to be my spy. <laughs> okay. I had a lot of problems with this before we get into all that, though. Really? I, You have gotten a lot better the last few years uh -huh. at... Like overcoming your anxiety of of like saying you disagree mm -hmm. and and seriously, this is not a goof. This is not a like a, I don't mean it to sound patronizing or anything. You've done a great job with it. You're, you're you're really like if you disagree with me, you say so. Oh, stop. And but I say this because I really I hated this so much, but I don't want that to be the lead story here. I want to know if like. If you liked it, or if you liked it better than I did, uh -huh. I don't want my hatred to cloud this entire episode, because no, there are people out there who enjoyed this. No, because look, last week we disagreed on the episode. Like, there were yeah. flaws with the last episode, but I still I still had a good time watching it. Mm -hmm. This was bad. There's bad okay. stuff going on in this episode. Like, okay. and I, my, my, uh, I try to show up to an episode of Discovery that I haven't seen before. With the attitude of I want, like I want to enjoy this, you know. Yeah. I like these. I like these characters. I want. Yeah. I want to see them do something interesting this week. This was bad. Okay. And I, I may not have the problem of the like. I don't give a shit about them exploring the mycelial network. That's fine. No, you want to do an episode I, about I that? I think it's a dumb a idea that they said was over, and then they keep bringing it back. But but like yeah. I, I, I don't have the problem with it that 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 you do. The, the the but the, the the decisions they make in this episode are bad and dumb. Okay, and I just I just want to be clear because there are at least two regular guests of the show said this was a good episode. There are, I, there are people I trust who have you know like I, actual I, thoughts in their head who like this. I so. I don't get I don't get it, man. This one was rough and like all right. You know I've enjoyed I've enjoyed more of season two than you have. I, I mean, I enjoyed on, the first one. Yeah. And then on the that's whole, it. I have enjoyed more episodes of this. Yeah. But like this one was rough, man. OK, I just I want to be clear because I'm about to just tear it completely to shreds. And I want to like if there's any defense of it, like you're you're the defense. You're the you're like it sounds like we're both the prosecution here. And mm -hmm. I guess that's I guess that's the case because. Well, oh, boy. 
So, all right. All of that said, uh, for my bad thing, mm -hmm. am I allowed to pick literally every part of the episode? Because this was seriously like someone listened to our show, compiled a list of everything I thought Disco was getting wrong and put it all in one story. And I use the word story incredibly loosely here. So you have the fourth week in a row of a character having magic ghost adventures. Now they're being asked to defeat a monster. You have Space Hitler in Section 31 with our new friend, Lieutenant Beard Salad. You have the dumbest and most nonsensical narrative cheat I've seen to backpedal over a legit mistake that you have the balls to say that you planned all along. No, you didn't. And the first 10 minutes are the worst Spock tease yet to the point that I thought they were just deliberately trolling us for a plot I don't even give a fuck about. Mm -hmm. Also, this is probably the worst part. Michael is stretched so thin as she has two main, like she's got so many things to react to emotionally, two main things, which are completely separate and unrelated. She's got her best friend could be dead, mm -hmm. which Sonequa Martin-Green, as ever, totally bringing it. I buy it. Like, oh no, Tilly's body is completely gone. Jesus, we mm -hmm. were good friends. She's the only one that believed in me when I first got here, et cetera. We were there. We saw it. We know we, we get this relationship. We buy this relationship. She's sad. That's great. And then simultaneously, all this Spock stuff, she's real upset about that, which has nothing to do with anything. And it's like the more directions she has to split her emotional attention, the less I'm invested. Mm -hmm. Like she's great at all of it, but because she's upset about so many things and then evil space mom is back and that's all complicated because she yep. brought her back. And you know what? That's that's not a bad like I need I wish Giorgio would go away. I really do like evil Giorgio, but. Mm -hmm emotionally as a story that's interesting to tell it's not bad to follow up on that and say oh shit i made that decision in a blind panic and i'm still regretting it that was a bad move on my part and then we have bringing back her ex which again i don't like but again emotionally interesting for michael oh this guy that i broke it off with that that's complicated also mm -hmm. uh, how do i deal with that she's just split so many ways and and it just it waters everything down and the actor deserves better than that. Yeah, there's not enough space in this episode for all of the stuff she has to deal with. No, there's so much potential here, Disco. And after the shorts and the season premiere, I really thought you were getting things under control. This is not that. This is the opposite of that, and I hate it. Sorry if I didn't leave you any bad things, Matt, but this was really a cumulative effect. Like, it was it was all the things, and I needed to list them all to convey the full effect of just how irritated I was. That's okay. I still found something because this is not a very good episode. No. But, also, uh, I forgot to mention the the fucking hacky the fifty thousandth time we've seen people wandering around in a creepy abandoned ship, and it's dark, and there might be a boogans. <laughs> like I know you're a fan of haunted space. Of boogans, you're right. I am. Yeah, that's totally great. And I think there's room for that in Star Trek even, but Star Trek mm -hmm. goes to that well so often and it's so played out and there's well, nothing new here. The thing is, the second they said there was a monster in there, I'm like, well, that's clear. It's clearly going to be like, it's not going to be an actual cool monster. Oh, I knew it was going to gonna be at. you. Yeah. My, I'm going to say. My, like, first, my first thought actually was. Lorca. Just no, actually, my first thought was Evil Stamets, who got sent yeah. here back at, at the end of season one. Yeah. Um. Lorca, Lorca, I feel like probably like his name would have been in the credits or something. We've like, been we we've had that on our radar since he fell into the mycelial thing. Like yeah. we know we were always like, OK, if they bring him back, that's how. But like, like we've, it, we've known it, that it would be it would be it would be real easy to have like 
Anthony Rapp just play evil yeah. Stamets wandering around fucking shooting places up. Sure. And he no, could be the I, bad guy for this episode. I hate, like, the, I get no pleasure out of saying I was 100% right about all this Hugh stuff. Mm-hmm. I, this is not me bragging. I wish I was wrong. Yeah, this is rough, man. But I said as soon as they brought back the spore drive, I said, oh, that's how they're going to bring back you. Yeah. I know it. I see it. And like I just said, they are so insulting our intelligence saying this was their plan. Really? Yeah. This was like what the writers said was, oh, no, no, don't worry. You're upset that he's dead. But w- this is all part of a larger story we had plotted out all along. If really, it was a larger story you'd have plotted out, you would like this wouldn't feel so tacked on. Yeah. Oh, so you planned like 10 episodes ago that Stamets tears mm-hmm. would bring back a clone or something a mushroom ghost of- well, that was the thing one of my notes in here is just like so wait so what happened to uh to hugh's body like yeah and i guess it's this is just a clone or like his soul yeah. went into the mycelial network or something i don't know it's bad and dumb this is why i don't want to explore the mycelial network because of all that time and mind and and life bullshit mm-hmm. like it doesn't make sense it's not it's not that I personally don't like it. It's that it, narratively, I don't get what it. It feels like whenever they need it to be something, they could just make it that. Yeah, it's too vague and magical. Yeah, and that's the thing. Amanda was talking about how much she liked the look of mm-hmm. the actual mycelial network, and I see that it is. I agree. Objectively, very well rendered. Mm-hmm. But in Star Trek, it looks like it, it looks out of place. It looks like it belongs in a fantasy movie, and with all the talk of monsters and with all the mystical stuff about bringing people yeah. back to life, it just, it doesn't feel science fictiony enough to me because of all of that. Yeah, it feels so much. They treat it like magic. Yeah, and I hate that. If if it's advanced technology that I don't like, originally the idea of the of the the mushroom network was interesting to me because it's like you know what, it doesn't make sense to me, but some science doesn't. That's okay. yeah, exactly. But, but like the more the more time they spend there, the more the more the 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 seams start to show on it. Yeah, the that fact like, that someone's it's not tears, it's, it's not a thing. Like yeah, that doesn't and a and an organic transporter. What? Yeah. What? What? Stamet says the words organic transporter, and I believe my exact words are, "Oh fuck off." I didn't even dislike that. It just it it's a new thing they tacked on mm-hmm. with all the other things. Like in and of itself, that's not a bad concept. It's a Star Trekky kind of like okay, all right, but. Again, the mycelial network is whatever they need it to be for the story, and it's such a mess, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And, ah, uh, and, yeah, like I said, I didn't want to be right about the Hugh thing at all. I did not. I, But I said, this is how they're bringing him back. I know mm-hmm. this is how they're bringing him back. And if they're gonna, just do it, man. Like, yeah. you did. You made a mistake. You made a bad mistake bringing in your first gay couple ever and killing mm-hmm. one of them within five episodes. That was bullshit. Yeah. And we're glad he's back. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to speak for you there, but I'm sure you are, right? I mean, it's my good thing. Like, Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about that then. I mean, like, for all the dumbassery surrounding it and for how dumb killing him was and how stupid bringing him back was, it's nice to see him again. Like, yes. I like the guy. There's a re- there's a nice scene where, uh, where Paul finds him in the, like, hiding and sort of, like, talks to him. And it's very nice. I like the two of them together. Now, you know, don't fuck it up again, Disco. Well, you have a theory that... Where they're not done yet. Yeah, no, I guarantee, you know, it wasn't in this episode, but uh, Evil Stamets or Lorca, one of them is going to be possessing him or something. It's probably going to be Evil Stamets, but... Uh, well, they they keep talking about shutting the door to the mycelial network, and I would love if we were just done with all this, because, mm-hmm. again, it doesn't make sense. But if they're, if they're, if there's any sort of strand connecting us to it, that would be it. Yeah. 
So, yeah, he didn't come back right is sort of the next beat of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they pet cemeteried him. <sighs> now, the thing is, I don't love the actor, to be honest. He's all right. But I like that he makes Stamets happy. I like yeah. that Stamets is with someone. Of course, I love queer representation in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And so just the fact that he's there, even, I mean, I hate to say it, but even as a prop, even yeah. as like, this is Stamets' boyfriend. His, mm-hmm. This is his arm candy. Good. Fine. That's all right. I, well, I wish the, thing the is, actor was not, a little better. But. He's not a regular, I don't think. No, I what I get from him is the same vibe I got from um, uh, Cassidy Yates. Yeah. Which is like, I was so happy to see Ben hook up mm-hmm. with someone. He, you know, he deserved it after all the shit he'd been through. But the actor just wasn't as good as the actor she was paired with. Sure. And that's kind of how I feel about Hugh. But it, I'd like, rather have him back. Like, I'm fine with him, you know, like, he doesn't have to be in every episode. But I'm perfectly happy seeing him as, like, Hugh's husband and anytime we <laughs> need a doctor. Like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I Do we they know if they're with- married? I have no idea, and I don't think anyone else does either. Like I, pr- I did a quick Google search before the episode. So I'm like, are they married? I'm not sure. No, and I don't care. Like, if if two people choose to cohabitate and not get married, that's yeah, totally that's a cool choice. If they're married, that's also cool. I don't care. It's just I don't want to misspeak on our show. Yeah. When um, we say boyfriend or husband, I'd like to say it correctly. That's all. I don't see any wedding rings, which like. Yeah, you know, that's again, usually, you don't have yeah. to. You don't have no. to, but that's a pretty good indicator that TV uses to like, yeah, yeah that's these fair. guys are married. I mean, they're serious. They're in love. They're yeah, living together. So it's the same thing. It doesn't yeah. matter. But if they're not married, I don't I don't want to keep saying husband. That's all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is, you know, uh, cutting through all the bullshit. It's good that they brought him back. Yeah, it's good. To, and, you know, it's nice seeing him again. I like the guy. But if they're going to do a complete nonsensical, just bizarre, baffling, stupid thing. Why not do it in one episode instead of five? Yeah. Well, it's done now. Is it, Hopefully. though? I, it's At this point, I don't know, man. Also, I will say this. I, As much as I don't like most of the mushroom stuff, I do think the idea, the broad idea, is a very sci-fi idea, that uh, Stamets discovered this incredible, miraculous new thing that could, that could like not use up to like precious dilithium crystals Mm -hmm. and get us there instantly. And like, it would be to travel what the replicator was to like having things. Like it just completely revolutionized everything. And then, Oh shit, there's some major thing we didn't even think of, which is people live there and we're fucking up their home. Like I, I kind of like that. Yeah. I don't like the way they dealt with it. No. Well, so we get to the point, like, the whole reason May is here is because mm-hmm. she's pissed off because she lives in the mycelial network and apparently flying the ship through it fucks it up. Yeah, the every pro- time you cut through their yard, it hurts their lawn. The problem there is that, like, we've seen the mycelial network and it looks very nice. Mm-hmm. It's all glowy and blacklight postery, but, like, it doesn't look destroyed or anything. Well, you don't know what it's supposed to look like. That's the thing. I You need to show me that. Like, yeah, that's uh, fair. When they arrive, when they arrive there, uh, Tilly looks around. It's like, what is this place? And May goes, "It used to be a paradise." And I go, "Well, it looks pretty good. I mean, I don't know what it's supposed to look like, but this is kind of cool." Yeah. So, like, like it. Look, I'm a dumb idiot. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that like it's like the place is like all all bad and everything now, put in a desert or something or like some fire, man. Like, or make all the plants dead. Yeah. Like it's a bunch of plants. Everything Make them glows. Dead. Make it stop glowing so that it looks sad. Like yeah, 
I don't know. It, it looks fine to me. I guess stuff is burning her, but like maybe stuff is supposed to burn her. I don't know. Yeah. I just got here. No, I, I get all that. I but Via I, organic again, transporter. <laughs> broadly speaking, again, I like the idea of, oh, this miraculous technology was not a good idea. Yeah. It's okay. I don't like sci-fi with a constant anti-technology message, but no. every now and then when we come up with a perfect, it was like the Genesis thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, the only reason it worked is because we used protomatter, which is a real bad idea. Yeah. And this thing actually doesn't work at all. We can't terraform things with just just by dropping one bomb. Uh, we should just put this away now. No, well, the thing is, if 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 Trek is sort of the embracement of technology as a way of like advancing yeah. and bettering ourselves, which is one of the like yeah, I like that. It's one of the philosophies of Trek, and it yeah. always has been. But like, if you're doing that, and for the most part everything's pretty good all the time, then you're allowed to do the occasional, "Hey, we invented something really cool that it turns out is bad." Like, yeah, but some of the later series, like uh, Voyager and Enterprise, really got into the. Isn't science actually kind of bad though? Yeah, no, don't do and that. I hate That's that. stupid. I hate that. In like, I, there's science fiction stories that are awesome that mm-hmm. are about that. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, but my preference in a in a utopian show mm-hmm. is. We've learned to use technology for good, and we're good enough people that we think it through and we don't make dumb decisions, and the technology we use is not terrible. Exactly. But we've seen Stamets get so excited about this stuff that he probably cut some corners and probably ignored some data, and, like, I wouldn't put that past him. He's No, not at all. He's a good dude, but he's not the most ethical dude. No. And, like, the thing is also you're looking at, like, a character who created this thing and then Lorca was in charge of him. Oh, also that. Who definitely was like, do not tell me any of the flaws in the spore drive. I don't want to hear about them. I have a war to win. I'm also from the Mirror Universe. Did I mention that? (laughs) But I I also feel like, Stamets, there is some measure of, of... responsibility on his shoulders as well well that's the thing like i stamets likes his mushrooms and he's very excited about them yeah and they made it pretty clear in season one that there were times where he like looked the other way Mm -hmm. when like with the tardigrade thing like like once michael convinced him yeah yeah but there was there was definitely some well yeah but it works so who cares and i get it he's excited he's Mm -hmm. he's real wrapped up in his work i like that about the character don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong uh, speaking of the mushroom thing, though, your bad thing. Oh, yeah. Gee, what's left, Al? <laughs> okay, so... Plenty. Uh, Tilly crying over May at the end of the episode uh, is fucking dumb. Like, they did not have the time on screen for Tilly to forgive her and that weird... Uh, to forgive her and for her kidnapping her. No. And that whole weird, I've never felt close closer to you than I have to anyone in my life thing comes out of goddamn nowhere. Okay, let's be clear with the information they have given us. Mm-hmm. They met in, I don't know if it was middle school or junior high school. It doesn't matter. Yes. They met when they were like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Like 12 maybe. Yeah. But like 10 years ago for Tilly. Yeah. For six months. Mm-hmm. She was, because she was a military brat. She moved around a lot. And yep. She was only at that school for six months. And to the point where Tilly literally forgot about her until she shows up again. In She had what, to look her up two? to figure out who she was. Yeah. She's like, oh, I remember her first name was M- M- May. That's yeah. it. But what was her last name? I don't remember because it yeah. was 10 years ago and I was a child and a lot of shit's happened since then. Mm-hmm. But like after the reveal that May isn't a person, she's a space mm-hmm. mushroom ghost thing. <clears throat> Tilly is scared and hates her for the rest of the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's only in this episode where like they're like 
they're in the mycelial network and sort of like running around doing stuff together that she sort of softens on her. Now, I get I get Tilly wanting to help this person because she's a sure. she's a good person. Yeah. You know? But like what I don't understand is how this episode ends with her like, I'll never see her again. Like yeah, I've lost the best friend I've ever had. Like what? Michael's like, I'm standing right here. <laughs> well, wow, best friend you ever had, huh? Ouch. Yeah. Now, okay. First of all, like, of course, she's got a better friend in Michael, but I'm I'm absolutely fine with Tilly making really good friends with more than one person. That's cool. Absol- oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but we saw a 15 minute short of her making friends with that uh, that the, alien queen. Yeah. And I bought that friendship. Like if she was crying because that character was that I bought it way like they put the work in there. Yeah. But with May, they were never friends. No, they just this like, took the form of someone she knew a long time ago. Yeah, and like, like this episode ends ends with May waving a gun at like her friend's boyfriend or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, the 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 work to put these two together is not there. No, and it's not. It needs it needs to be because otherwise earn that moment. it just looks weird. Well, I mean, there's a lot of that. Yeah, there is. A lot I mean, of that's been a, that's been an issue with this entire season. Like I've talked yeah. about that before. Like, no, they need some downtime, like you've said. Yeah, I just think they need to turn one episode of four plots into one episode of one plot. Yeah, or maybe two. But there's too many things, and they're so they have nothing to do with each other. The whole Spock thing. Mm-hmm. Like we were sick of that from day one. We don't want it. But fine, this is what we're doing. Okay, yeah. but. It felt like they were trolling us. Yeah, it. it I realized that it reminds me a lot of when we were all watching Twin Peaks last year. Yeah, and, and a lot of people were really, show up until fucking episode nineteen. Yeah, a lot of people were really into that, which is fine. I did not care for it. No, like because I, I wanted liked, to watch a show about the best character on TV. Yeah, the whole thing about the the horrible, dark, fucked up world of David Lynch is there was this one sort of righteous, good person in it. Mm-hmm. That made it bearable, and he didn't show up till the end. Yeah, but I, that's a that's a. We'll get to that it. on our Twin Peaks podcast. No, Atomicor. No, that show's dead to me. <laughs> you never even watched the last one, did you? No, I didn't. I still haven't seen the last episode. Why would I want to watch it? Well, it's about twenty minutes of them driving in the car at night. So mm-hmm. no, I look. I, I look. I read a summary of it, but I'm yeah. not going to put another hour into that. Like, come on. Yeah. The um, but the the thing about the Spock thing is like they seriously the first ten minutes were a half decent action sequence I suppose of mm-hmm. them chasing Spock and doing some pretty cool nav tricks to like catch up with him and they overtook him and then Detmer caught because you know Detmer's great caught him yep. like got got the ship there and then they they got him and then they opened the shuttle and it's someone else like they did fuck, get, come on this is what really drives me crazy is this is the fourth or fifth time. Where they've do- they've gone to do the reveal and it's not Spock, you know? Yeah. The bi- like the big, re- like they did it in that episode where it's like, ah, see, he doesn't have Spock ears. It's not Spock. And then they did it again, and then they did it again here. So three times yeah. they've done it. Knock it off. It's not clever anymore. And the thing is, I was I was kicking myself for using the phrase t- the term Spock tease again because it's like, okay, that's an okay joke, but you used it a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they keep doing it. Yeah. I can Ugh. repeat stuff too. Yeah, but I try to mix it up and make you know, new jokes, but mm-hmm. it's the same exact thing. Yeah. It's the problem we have with Enterprise. It's like, how can you complain about the same thing week after week? Give me a new thing, man. Uh-huh. But so, okay, the Spock thing is irritating. 
And then I, section 31, leave, just get them out of here, man. If you're giving them a show, which I hate, mm-hmm. but if yeah. you're doing that, why are they in this show? I, it, it so feels like they're just, they're just grabbing characters from dis, from discovery to be on the section 31 show. But why? And I don't, I do not get, and by the way, I am so sick of everyone in the world knowing what Section 31 was. When it showed up for the first time back on DS9, one dude, one super intelligent dude just happened to find out about this. And that's because they wanted to be found. Yeah, exactly. Like this dude came out of high, Sloan comes out of hiding because he wants to hire Bashir. Yeah. And it turns into this huge thing where he's going to go undercover to infiltrate them and stuff. And Like, because this is their only lead to Section 31. If he disappears, there's no way they can ever, they're ever going to catch yeah, up to gonna... ever again. It's not like there are people just walking around with black badges. They're spies. Uh-huh. Well, guess what? There's people walking around with black badges. Everyone knows what Section 31 is. Yeah. I like, I, I struggling to find things that I like. Mm-hmm. I like that Pike doesn't like him. Yeah. And that this dude, I don't know who Vinnie Jones is, by the way. So that doesn't Vinnie really Jones help is me. like he's from uh I know him from a bunch of like British crime movies that I like. Like he uh ah. he was in like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch ah. and he okay. played the juggernaut in the shittiest X Men movie. Uh, I think I know the guy then. Yeah. Um but like I like that that guy who is in charge of the section thirty one ship and Pike were old friends. Yeah. And I like the the basic plot beat of they sort of started out together and one of them went into real shady work and one of them is a real virtuous, honorable guy. And he's mm-hmm. like, what did, what did you turn into, man? And yeah. that, that's not bad. And Cornwell, okay. First of all, Cornwell showing up out of fucking nowhere. was weird. Like yeah. why, where did, but that said, I like the tone of her, her, her scolding scene. Yeah. Her, you boys. Okay. First of all, you section 31 is a secret. You, you know what a secret is. You're bad. And you stop fighting with your brother. Like that was cute. I liked yeah. it. We always think of Star Trek authority figures as parents. And yep. I will always think of that. And like, yeah, Pike is a good captain dad, but uh, Admiral mom outranks that. Yep. And seeing him get yelled at was, was funny to me. Yep. And I liked Cornwell. I liked her last season. Yeah. It's cool to see her back, but where the fuck does she come from? And why is she there? I'm just hanging out on the section 30, uh, section 31 ship. Well, like and honestly, you said, like just... I was, I was watching, and it's like it would be, you know, I she's walking around. It would be so easy to have the end of that scene be her disappear because it was a hologram. I would love, yeah. She's at a star base. She's like, say, she's a fleet admiral, and she's mm-hmm. in charge of like fifty ships. She's got a conference call in with all her district managers all the time to see what they're up to. Like that's that's normal for her. Yeah. So next, she's gonna call whoever's in charge, probably number one, who's in mm-hmm. charge of the Enterprise right now, while it's getting refitted. Then she's going to call, you know, the next ship and so on and so on. But no, she was just hanging. It's like it's what you said. The idea that they're collecting people on disco to be in Section 31. Yeah. Weird. Also, I read like three different nerd site think pieces about how Section 31 invented the uh, touch tap uh, communicator badge. Okay. (sighs) I mean, they did, but so. Uh, Yeah, it's just like. Some people are looking for very different things from Star Trek than I am. I guess. I want, you know, good, good characters. Stories. Good good characters, good stories, good emotional content. The sci-fi stuff is a good backdrop for it. Yeah, but some people some apparently pe- want, oh, that's where that came from, yeah, which is not a thing that has ever really interested me. 
No, either. Unless of us. you can tie it into the good characters or good stories, like there there have been moments in this. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't hate last week when Pike said uh, tear out all the hologram stuff on the Enterprise. That was mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, but I mean I that's a character. That's a character thing that ties into his character. Yeah, so and that's actually fine. My, actually, my good thing is Pike. Mm-hmm. Have I actually made him a good thing yet? I can't remember. Well, it's possible. He's been around since the first episode. Yeah, and we've but liked we also him didn't from make Tilly a good thing until like five one. episodes in. So fuck it. We're we're aware. Of our, you know, of our um, biases. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like early on, we said we can't make Wesley our bad thing every week. We can't, you know, like we can't make mm. Picard our good thing every week. Like we have to we have to talk about things. Yeah. Otherwise, we can get lazy about it. But really, even if I have, let me get more specific. I, I kind of like that Pike seems to be an aw shucks country boy who goes to church and doesn't like lying or secrets. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm not sure I'd want to follow a whole series about a character like this, but if he's going to be captain for a season, that's that's a fun and interesting idea. Like, we've had, you know, five and now six Star Trek series. Captains are the hardest thing. Yeah. Those are the characters you have to be invested in that you believe being leaders, but are also likable, but are all, like there's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And we've had, apart from Archer, like, like four good captains. Yep. And um, and then we had Giorgio, original Giorgio was great. And Lorca mm-hmm. was a maniac, but he was an interesting character. He was a fascinating character. Yeah. Like so, like th- like the captain is always like it's always great to me when they get it right. Mm-hmm. And this is a take on a captain character we haven't seen before. Yeah, he's like if Ned Flanders joined Starfleet, but also he's kind of hot, stupid, sexy Captain Flanders. It's like he's wearing nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. There's Nothing a point at like all. where th- where the the bullshit's happening on the bridge while they're f- fighting in the car wash or whatever the fuck, and um, uh, he's got like some some hair flop happening. Yep. And I collectively the internet went hmm. say yeah like everyone I know people who aren't into dudes usually yep like oh <laughs> <laughs> like he's a, he's a, he's a pretty sexy and. He's also a church dork. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how they pulled that off. Yep. Like, you know, sexy church dad, but they did. I don't know, man, but uh, here we are. But he's got the real the whole Boy Scout thing going. We haven't really had a captain like that. Yeah. They all have an edge to them uh, some degree or another. He's just a nice, friendly guy who but wants to do the right thing. And he's so, like, uh, like at one point... Um, in this episode, uh, Michael says uh, he says something like, "I picked up on the fact that there's some some hostility between you and Giorgio, probably because you were pointing a gun at her." Yep. Uh, what's going on there? And she's like, "Nothing, just nothing." And he's like, "Well, that is not an answer. I don't like that. I don't like secrets." Yeah. And she's like, "This is not the time or place to tell you. I promise I will tell you." He's like, "Good. Make it sooner rather than later. I don't like secrets." Yeah. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that about him. He's a he's a good person. Yeah. Oh, I hope they don't twist like do some dumb twist where it's he's not what you think he is. I really hope not. Like that was but my theory. That does. was my theory. The ser- like when the, the season started, but at this point, I'm just like, nah, just make him a good dude. But that's not how the show does. The show yeah. loves to be edgy and twist and turn in ways that mm-hmm. you can see coming a mile away. Yeah. Uh, just stop. Like just just let him be a nice guy who eventually. Uh, destroys his entire body, saving some dude from an explosion, and then goes to live on a paradise planet. Yeah, I mean, I the thing is, this all jibes with the other Pike to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, because 
You can see the evolution, except for the weird uh, owning slaves thing, but uh, uh, we don't really need to dwell on that weird we're just, weirdness. I, I, my brain just sort of selectively edits out the gross Gene Roddenberry stuff. Yeah, right. And that's one of them. Yeah. But but broadly, the, that character, like, we, we just watched The Cage again not too long ago, and mm-hmm. this, this more or less lines up because we saw him at the end of a really grueling thing there, and he, yeah. he had just had enough at that point, and that, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. That's the next, like... You know, after five years. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see here. You took I actually no don't have any that. notes. The only note that I have here. Uh, sorry, Patreon guys. I'm winging it this week. My notes are just going to be incoherent screaming otherwise. Because uh, the whole time, I just wanted to throw something. <clears throat> uh, I got a note. It. I got a note here that says, uh, just put in a big pile of Spock seed with some magnets in it and get a big <laughs> Acme magnet to catch him with. You know, you know, he's going to be possessed by a red angel mm-hmm. and serial killing. It's going to be bad, man. It's we're not at this point. Done. At this point, there's no way it's not going to be bad. No, but there was a point last season where they got into a bunch of shit I didn't like. and was like, okay. We're out of the mirror universe. Maybe it's going to start getting good now. And it did. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that was the end of the season. But, like, I feel like most, they have a good out for most of the things I don't like now. Like, maybe we're going into better territory, except there's the Spock thing just looming out there. Yeah. Also, what the fuck happened to the seven lights we were chasing? Yeah, we only found two. Yeah. We did we go to two? desert level, water level, fucking. No, we found one. Didn't oh we? well, we still have to go to Lava World then too. There was there was the 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 primitive dirt farming planet. Yeah. Was there another one after that that I'm not thinking of? I thought they found one in the first episode too. Wasn't the one of the lights that where? Uh, uh, oh was. yeah 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 yeah. That's right that's right. Uh, also, where did Jet Reno go this week? <laughs> hey, we're trying to save Tilly. Cool, I'm out of here. Yeah, she was there when Tilly got sucked into the as you say H.R. Giger uh, sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. And then this week she's and you know I get it. Tignataro's a busy woman. She's 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 on tour probably. She's yep. making a show. Mm-hmm. She can't be here every week. But it was real weird that she was there and then not there. Gotta go. Also speaking of people not there, Saru maybe had one line. It may be one line. I was trying to remember. Yeah, I was like, well, he got a big episode last week, so uh, maybe he looks, needs to rest. It looks like from the preview he's got one next week. But yep, it's like, oh man. Like he, you mean Doug Jones had to sit in the makeup chair for four hours or whatever just to just to lean back and forth because the bridge is rocking. Yep. Can't you just give him a week off? Yeah, he was in the hospital at the end of last week. Fucking give him the yeah. week off. Yep. Saru needed a break. Yeah, that's fine. He's got to tend to his mossy his mossy apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that looked like when they went to the like the mushroom kingdom. Just more mold. Hmm. A lot of mold in the Mushroom Kingdom. I guess so. Not a know. fan. It used to be a paradise. Mm-hmm. Well, now it looks like my locker back in high school. <laughs> now it's Saints of Imperfection, I guess. <laughs> that makes as much sense as anything. And look at all these Saints of Imperfection. <laughs> Captain, I'm picking up traces of Saints of Imperfection. <laughs> well, into the forest I go. <laughs> Red alert, Saints of Imperfection. Like, you can just <laughs> shove that in anywhere. <laughs> So, Michael, I see you are a saint of imperfection. Oh, we haven't talked about Lieutenant Ash Tyler yet. Yeah, guess who's back? Well, I just spoiled it for you. Uh-huh. <sighs> they so, wrote him off twice. They yeah. Beat him. 
like, okay, let's let's just for the moment put aside the fact that we don't care for this character. They very neatly wrote him off the show twice mm-hmm. now. Like said, okay, off I go to help the Klingons. Oh, that didn't work out. Off I go with Section Thirty One. Why do we keep saying goodbye to this guy? Yeah, right. Nope. Just here now, and now he's back on the bridge. Yeah, he's because what they said was uh, we're gonna have to work with Section Thirty One to find Spock. Uh, our rep on your ship is gonna be this guy. Ugh. Uh, and yeah, okay. Time in. I hate him, but oh, man, yeah, why? Right. I, I will say, just on a purely superficial level, I think this is the best he's ever looked. Uh, the his uh, the black costume and the beard and the the hair. Yeah, the all beard look pretty good. the beard is trimmed down from mm. like the crazy. The only person who can pull it off is Jason Manzukas look. Yep, uh, and he doesn't have the giant like the man bun anymore. He's just That's got a little a plus. It's kind of like the Jesus look. It's kind of like a bit of long hair and a yeah. bit of a beard, but not too much. And between that and the black, like I physically, I think he looks the best he ever has, but I still hate him. There's a dude on uh, Bojack last season uh, mm-hmm. who was Princess Caroline's assistant, who he reminds me of quite a bit. Uh, no, that character was awesome. His name was Judah, and he had like no sense of humor. And yep, he was great. One of my favorite characters, played by uh, Diedrich Bader. Yep, that was very good. Very sad to see that character leave. Yeah. Almost as sad as when Vincent Adultman left, almost. Yeah, well, yeah. But, yeah, I don't, like, why do they keep bringing this character back? I don't, you know, like, I get it. It's like, it's tying tying him to Michael. Like, as long as he's on the ship, Michael... But like I said, Michael has enough to worry about already. I I agree with you, but this like, whole season is about her brother and about whatever wrecked relationship they have that we're still finding out about. Yep. Like she's got she can carry that. I mean, she can carry all of it, but yeah. give her one main sort of emotional no, arc here. The the not, time to bring Lieutenant Ash Tyler back was season three, like you yeah, know, when you, you gotta you let the him. character rest for a year so that we can forget about him no, and no. then bring him back. Here's what you do. You like season three? Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. You slowly introduce a new love interest for Michael. Mm-hmm. You make her happy. You actually, for the first time, because we made it very clear before, she probably hadn't even kissed a boy. No, like she's relatively new to that all that. Mm-hmm. But you slowly like falling in love with a nice guy, mm-hmm. and they're actually who does not together. Turn out, who does not turn out to be an evil Klingon? No, no, no. Just a just a nice dude, and everything's going well. Mm-hmm. And then Lieutenant Ash Tyler shows up. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. There's a bit. I know you didn't watch Lost, but there's no. a bit where uh, uh, one of the characters, Sawyer, is running around and just like his life is constantly ruined by by Jack and Kate, the other two main guys, and just <clears throat> all the time, just like ugh. And there's a whole plot situation where he's away from them for like a year. Mm-hmm. And he settles into this great life and everything's good for him for the first time. And you realize this is a pretty good dude and he just needed the right situation and everything's great. And then Jack and Kate show up and it all falls apart immediately. It's like the funniest goddamn thing I have ever seen. It's <laughs> Okay, I'll put it in terms you can understand. It's like uh, Homer uh, growing his hair back, turning the TV on, seeing what's going on at Camp Krusty and all his hair falls out again. <laughs> Same idea. Don't be the boy. Don't be the boy. Don't be the boy. Mm, yep. I just, I like when people think everything's back together and then, oh, here's something from your past. Ah, crap. <laughs> uh, but also the Jojo thing, like, why? Why? Like, 
what are you doing? I mean, this, they tried to make it seem like she's on a redemption arc, but then maybe she's only helping because she needs something. And it's like, she, okay, I, I can nothing, see where the... Nothing that character says has ever led me to believe that she that she's that she's trying to redeem herself. No, this but is the exact same awful person that we met at the end of se- that we met in season one, trying yeah. to make the best out of a bad situation. Yeah, but I'm trying to get a hint of what that new series is going to be. If you're going to base a show around a character like that, you can't just make them terrible. You have to make them try to redeem themselves or something. I don't know, isn't uh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm on like its 12th season or something? Yeah, but that's comedy. <laughs> well, maybe that's drama. Like, okay, yeah, you got a Tony Soprano or a Walt White. Like, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're watching a show about a character's down. Well, no, Breaking yeah. Bad was about watching a character like yeah, no, that was become great. someone else. Like, Yeah, that was watching him unravel and, and become terrible. Yeah. Or realize the terribleness that was in him all along. Yeah, or and also, and also, you know, you watch Jesse go the other way. Like, yep, yep. But um, the Sopranos but was you, just about an awful guy who got worse. But. Yeah, I mean, that went like five years. Was one of the most popular TV shows ever. So that, that I just finished a rewatch. Seriously, no kidding. My favorite TV show, unqualified. Just Damn. my favorite TV show. Yeah. All right. It's so good. It has so much to say about depression and mm-hmm. toxic masculinity. Like, yeah, it's a mob show, blah, 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 whatever. But it's it's really so much about depression and toxic masculinity. Wow. All right. That's so good. Nope. You're never going to watch it. If they ever put it on fucking Netflix, I might. Uh, no, they won't. It's on Prime. It's Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, it, I have Prime. Okay, maybe oh. I will. <laughs> uh, anyway. I got Prime so I could watch Hannibal, and then I never did. Yeah. No, Um, I'm 90% sure Prime has all the HBO, like all the older HBO stuff. Ooh. All right. Like, you could also, if you haven't seen Deadwood, it's probably on there. And uh, I'm not going to be one of those guys saying watch The Wire, but that's probably on there. I tried The Wire. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. That one I, that one I did, that one I did try. Uh, Rome. Rome was pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I think that's all for this time. Yeah, I think that's it. When, when we start talking about other TV shows we could be watching, it's probably time to wrap it up. Yeah. I will say, and I said this last season as well, there was a point I reached last season if I wasn't watching this for a podcast, I'd probably stop watching it by now. Wow. Like, yeah, I love Star Trek. I think I've made that pretty clear over the last 10 years. Gee, you think? You put the work in? But I honestly think after the last three weeks, mm. I probably would say I'm checking out. And if people say it's getting good again, I'll go back. Mm. Okay. Like, I don't know that I'd give this show an hour of my time once a week if I was just watching it for fun, because this is not fun. Yeah, I'm still not that... I'm still not there yet. This is, like... Yeah. This is definitely the worst episode this season so far, but... Uh, Would you say it's the worst episode of the series so far? I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't mean to put you on the spot. Uh, go back and really think about that. But. I don't know, man. The Firewolf episode was pretty bad. I mean, there was no Klingons in this. That's if you true. don't count Ash Tyler, there was no people speaking Klingon very slowly. Yep. So that's something. Firewolf episodes, the first one that springs to mind. He was the firewolf. Yeah. Yeah. No, there were a couple of Mirror Universe, like, in the middle of that. Yeah. Where it's like, why are you still here? Yeah, yeah. You're not having fun with this. You're you're taking it seriously. Stop. Yeah. Uh, Well, all right. That's all for this time, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, You got a quote uh, for us? I do have a quote for us. This is just Tilly being Tilly. Whatever you are, I'm holding a Type 3 phaser rifle. It is... More powerful and generally 
larger than the type one or type two, which I guess is why they call it a three. Yeah, that was very cute. Mm -hmm. There's also a point where her and her best friend always forever. That's always been her best friend uh, do a pinky swear. That was. Pretty yeah, that cute. was pretty cute. Yeah, that's more of a visual thing, but uh, pretty cute. All right, that's all for this time. I got a lot of stuff to tell you guys about. Yep. So first, uh, as usual, uh, the email address, postatomichorror at gmail, uh, the website, postatomichorror.com, the Tumblr, postatomichorror.tumblr.com. We are on Twitter at Algar, at RobotMatt. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Algar, that's A-A-L-G-A-R, uh, for like a dollar. It's like a dollar oh one or something. I had to, I have so many different tiers yeah. set up for all the different shows, like I had to be able to tell them apart but it's like about a dollar you can get the show early i've been posting it a full day early you can get yep. it on saturday uh which is like two days after the discovery episode airs which i think is a pretty cool thing uh you can see uh our show notes for a little bit more mm -hmm. uh and and for the for the maximum amount you actually get to pick a thing for us to review as long as it's not deadly games yeah so that's pretty cool um the other Main thing, of course, is Endeavor, our uh, fanfic project. Uh, the first episode is done. Yep. Uh, there's a couple of like there's there's one or two tiny temp elements I gotta I gotta fix. There's a there's a new voiceover and there's some original music, which is also amazing, by the way. A uh, uh, friend of the show, Rich DeThorn, really stepped up and wrote uh, an original theme that like. Amanda was listening to it, and she said, I got goosebumps. I was like, yeah, okay. And then she's like, no, turn your head, look at me. And she literally had goosebumps. Mm -hmm. That's wow. how good it is. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, Endeavor uh, will be officially going up March 1st. Uh, but if you're a Patreon donor for that, I think it's $5 for that, you'll get it a whole week early, which is February 22nd. Uh, the first episode is almost an hour long. That's not mm -hmm. going to be the regular length, but no, <laughs> we, we had a pilot situation. We had to set up like the setting and the characters and everything. So it's a little longer, but it came together so well. You yeah. guys like we put together a pretty decent script and then we heard the performers and it's one of those things where the performers, each one of them just elevates the words and it's like, oh man, this is, this is great. Yeah. I was listening to it yesterday and goddamn. Yeah. It's all just, and we did this mm -hmm. like you and I. From from throwing some ideas around to outlining to writing, mm -hmm. like it took it took longer to make this one thing than it's taken me to make anything. But like just just thinking about four months ago, this was a hey, what do you think about doing some fanfic? Yeah. To we have written an hour long episode that's better than the current Star Trek show. <laughs> that's uh, you know pretty good. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, Information about that is at ussendeavor.com, and Endeavor is not spelled with a U. Um, you can actually hear the first uh, nine minutes of that uh, on, on there right now. Uh, also, I think we're going to be putting that in the in the feed for this show, just yeah. so you can get a taste. Check it out. Yeah. Check it out, um, check it out. And that will be posting very soon. Yeah. We are, we are very excited. We hope you are, too. Uh, we're real proud of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Elgar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.